Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We're just going to start with praying and just giving God the praise this morning. Father, we praise your name and we honor you, Lord Jesus, for you are so worthy, my Heavenly Father. We thank you, Lord. Father, I thank you for this day, Lord Jesus. I thank you for a sound mind. I thank you for health and strength, Lord Jesus. I thank you for your word, my Heavenly Father, for being able to read it and understand it, Lord. But most of all, Lord, I thank you for that desire to want to read your word, to want to study it, Lord, to want to get to know you, my Heavenly Father. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for all of the members that are on their way here, Lord God. I ask you to just dispatch your angels around them, Lord, that they will have a safe journey, Lord. Lord, I ask you to just protect their minds, Lord, that they will come in, Lord, with a heart and, and mind of wanting to know you, Lord God. And as your word go forth, it will not return void, Lord. I thank you, my Heavenly Father, for the angels that you have dispatched around this place, my Heavenly Father, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for covering it in your precious blood. Oh, God, you're so awesome. You're awesome. We praise you. We adore you, Lord. We worship you, my Heavenly Father. Lord, we thank you, my Heavenly Father, for our brothers and sisters in the Lord, Lord. We thank you for each person, Lord, that said Kingdom Rock is their home, my Heavenly Father. We thank you for each one of them, Lord God. And we ask you to cover them in, their, in your blood, Lord Jesus, and give them a desire, my Heavenly Father, to be here to hear your word go forth, Lord Jesus for them to be here to hear your word, my Heavenly Father. Lord, we ask you right now, Lord, to, to keep angels watch and to protect our first lady wherever she is, Lord. Protect her, Lord, my Heavenly Father. Just cover her in your precious blood, Lord Jesus. Give her that confidence that she needs to go forth and do, Lord, what you've called her to do, my Heavenly Father. It is your will that she be there, Lord God. It is your will that she be there, Lord. And Father, we know that she has wisdom, that she has wisdom that she can bless those other ladies with, Lord. So let her be able to open up her mouth and speak, Lord, to speak your words, my Heavenly Father. Let her open up and speak your words, Lord Jesus. Father, for you have given her that wisdom, Lord, that, you, that she's a blessing and she can set them free, my Heavenly Father. Oh, God, we praise you, Lord. We honor you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, my Heavenly Father. We thank you for each person that you've sent to this ministry, Lord. We thank you for them, Lord, and we ask you to keep, you know, to just bless them, Lord. Keep their minds upon you, my Heavenly Father. Let your will be done in their lives, Lord God. Father, we ask that your will be done in their lives, Father. We praise you, Lord. We honor you, Lord. We thank you for this word as it go forth today, Lord, that it will go forth and accomplish that which you sent it forth to do. I praise your name, Lord, and I honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. I think it's about um, nine. If the classes would like to be dismissed to their other locations, as the other ones come in, Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Ah, oh, we praise you, Father. We praise you. You're worthy, Lord. You're worthy. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You are so worthy, Lord. Oh, the blood, the blood, the blood. Bless your grandchildren with you. Stay with their daddy this way. Okay. 
Glory to God. Hallelujah. Ah, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Today we're going to talk about um, what do you have. But, you know, first I want you to think about, and this is a class where you're going to end react. I know God has blessed you in some kind of way this week. It's something God has blessed you with. And you'll have the opportunity to share it. So, you know, if you want to sit there and ponder on it, but you will have an opportunity. This is Sunday school, and school is a place to learn, or it's school of activities, and activities mean that you participate. Isn't that wonderful? You have a chance to participate, but you have a chance to, to voice something. God has called us to a ministry. He's called us all to a ministry. And you should know what your ministry is. And also that ministry, when God called you to the ministry, he will have gave you something. You know, he give you something. Don't sit back and say what you don't have, what you don't have. I used to do that a lot. And the Holy Spirit began to deal with me about what you don't have. Talk about what do you have. Focus on what you do have. Use what you do have to accomplish what you needed to accomplish. But always talking about, I don't have that. I don't have this. I don't have... You know, you speak in those things. If you say your words have power, if that's what you're saying, that your words have power, then you're giving power to that word, and you won't ever have. But if you start focusing on what you do have, start thinking about what you can do. And be honest with yourself. Some things you don't want to do. I don't want to go and fill out an application and get a job where I have to go every day. You know, so I don't sit around and say, well, I don't have a job. I have a job. I have the kind that I want. I thank God for giving me the kind that I want. I enjoy my job. So, you know, you look at what God has blessed you with. Think about what do you have. What are you doing with what you already have? Are you always complaining? Then you will always be there. Are you content with where you are? Then if you are... If, if that's all that you want out of life and you're going to sit back and complain, then that's you and that's God and that's as far as you will go. But you think about what you do have. Think about the things that, that God has blessed you with. I was thinking, one of the things that I, that I was thinking about was Moses. And you, when you read, go to Exodus 3 and it takes you all the way to like the 14th. But you don't have to get that. I'm just going to bring out some highlights. When God told Moses to go to Egypt, we well, see when Moses left, Moses had went, he had gotten a family. When you read that, you'll find out Moses had a family. He was working for his father-in-law. He was doing good. He was content, you know, until he went to that mountain. And God told him to take his shoes off. He was on holy ground. And God gave him instructions to do things with. And when God gave him instructions, he also told, he had Moses, because Moses kept saying what he couldn't do. I can't do this, I can't do that. So he asked him about what you had in your hand. He had that rod in his hand. Think about all the things that he was able to do with that rod. Think about it. A lot of you look at what, what God have already blessed you with. And instead of you looking at that as a blessing and doing what God is calling you to do, you step back and you start saying, I don't have this, I don't have that, I can't do this, I can't do that. 
But when you look at what God has blessed you with, that very rod that Moses used to, I guess, work for his grandfather was the very rod that he had, and God used that staff to do a whole lot of things. When you read the story, it's like it goes from Exodus, the uh, third chapter, to the 14th chapter, and it keeps talking about different things to do, different things that he did with it. He stretched it forth. He did this. He did that. But it was the rod that God had gave him. So look at what God has given you. It could be just the mouth that you can talk on the telephone and be a blessing to somebody. It could be just the ear to hear. You could have patience where you just hear somebody else's problem and God give you the wisdom to give them the answers for. What do you have that will help, the, that will be a blessing to the kingdom of God? Don't, don't sell yourself short. Don't sit there and think that you don't have anything. We go through life being a blessing if we choose to. We sit around and we talk about Abraham and his blessings. You know, if we are the children of God, if we confess Christ and give our life to him, then we become one of his children. We become joint heirs with Abraham. And guess what? Isn't Abraham blessed? Abraham is blessed. So if you are joint heirs with Abraham, you should be blessed. You should be blessed. So don't sell yourself short talking about what you don't have. I will continue going on with that because this is something that I want ringing in your ears from now on. Don't ever confess again what you don't have. Don't ever make that confession. Think about that your words have power. And you can do what you want to do. Now, if you say, I don't have money to do this or that with. That's different. But don't sit there and think that God gave you. If God gave you a project, he financed it all the way through. It's up to you to spend time with him to find out where your finances are. And I can tell you that from working here in the food bank because I have to look around for finances. Lord, where's the money for this? Lord, where's the money for that? If you want me to accomplish this, then I know the money has got to be there. However he choose to bring it to me, I may look at he may give me some items or give, do something that somebody else is willing to make a donation. And then that's the cash that you need to do something else with. But you have to think about, and then you have to also do right by the finances that God gives you. You have to. So if you're not giving tithe, and I don't care, don't say that, I just get this Social Security check. I just get this. I get that. If the money is coming to you, coming to your hands, then you need to find a way to do tithing. You need to find a way to tithe on it. Because if you want to be blessed, if you want God to trust you, then you need to do the right thing with what he gives you. You need to do the right thing with what he put in your hand. Because if you don't do the right thing, who's going to keep trusting you? You know, there's some fathers today, and we call them deadbeat dads, but some of them feel like if I give the woman the money for the child, she's not going to do right by it. And some of them may be justified in saying that, but nevertheless, they need to pay their child support. So when we go against deadbeat dads, sometimes we need to look at the mothers, mismanagement mothers that take the child's uh, money and go get their hair done or go get their nails done and do all this other stuff. That money is not for that purpose. 
So we need to look at when we are blessed with finances, when we are blessed with anything, whatever it may be, whatever it may be that God has blessed you with, you find out what you're supposed to do with it. Do the right thing with it, and God will continue blessing you. But if he can't trust you, why would he want to bless you? If you keep everything and never give anybody else anything, why give anything to you? I mean, I, I look at that myself. I'm not God. I look at, why would I give person A food when they got a house full of food and they don't give nobody else any? Why give them any more? It's just sit there and go bad. Clothes just sit there and rot. See, they have a problem. Unless you can minister to them and help them with that problem. When we look at that TV program about hoarders, they're sick. They have a problem. When somebody's sick, you don't keep making a person sicker. That's not helping them. You know, if you're going to help, do what God is calling you to do. God has given us all a ministry. It's something that we all can do. Find out what God has called you to do. And like I said, when we talk about Moses, some of the things that was going on uh, with Moses after God had asked him what did he have in his hand, then also when God, when God had had him to lead the people from Egypt, okay, they was following a pillar of clouds by day, pillar of fire by night. They did all that. Okay, when they got to the Red Sea, now wouldn't you think that God knew if they stay on this trail, eventually they're going to get to the sea. They're going to get there. Would you not think God knew that they was going to get there? And, and what are they supposed to do when they got there? See, when you read it, um, where is it? Exodus 14 and 15. Okay. It's 14 and 15. They followed the pillar of cloud. Okay. But when they got there... And Moses began to start crying out to God. God told him, don't be crying out to me. Use your staff. He already gave it to him. When they got to the Red Sea, 15, then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the people to keep moving. Use your staff. You know, sometimes we get out there and we go to crying out to God when he had already gave us instructions. When he's already telling us what to do. So, so you know, when we get there, because when, when I looked at that, I first laughed, and I thought, well, Moses, you're, you know, you're doing all this, and when you get there, you've used your staff for all this other stuff. I may would have tried to put it in the water or something, thinking it's going to do something, but I, I would have tried to do something with it, since I had did so many other things with it. But when he got there, God told him, said, don't be crying out to him. You know, use what he had gave you. That was what Moses had when he appeared to God at, at the mountain. When he appeared with the burning bush, that was what he had. That was what God, what you had when, when you gave your life to Christ, the abilities and things that you have then, those are the things would be developed in your life if you trust God, if you allow God, if you study, study. Really study, read, listen to tapes. Sometimes just listening to them over and over and over can encourage something within your spirit. And when you run up against something, you know what to do at that particular time. But, you know, read and study it. That's why I'm saying today we all got something that we can thank God for. We all have something. 
that we could give God glory for. We all have something. When we, we talk about Abraham and we talk about his blessings, and when you study Abraham, he was a blessed man, but God also told us that we are blessed. When you read in Galatians 3 and 24, God tell us that we are blessed. We are blessed to be a blessing to somebody else. We are blessed so that we can bless somebody else. Not so we can sit around and groan and mumble and complain about what we don't have. I look at the food ministry. I thank God for Gladys coming. Gladys do not drive, neither does she have a car. But she found a way to get to the food bank to bless somebody else. That's, to me, that's a blessed person. You know, and some people have cause, but they choose not to come. They choose not to help. They come up with excuses. But, you know, but then when they need something, then they want to come for you to give to them. And I'm like, what have you did to anybody else? See, I haven't made it in. So I'm asking God to help me, to help my heart. But I'm saying to continue helping someone that choose not to even bother to help themselves, what, what purpose is that? If you're sick, then we, you know, we pray for you. But to keep giving to you just because you're sick, if me giving you fried food is going to affect your stomach and make you sick, why would I keep giving you fried food? Am I helping you? At that point, I'm no longer helping you. I'm a hindrance to you. And it's best for me to walk away and leave you alone. And that's what we have to look at with some of the people that are doing nothing to help themselves, nothing to be a blessing to anybody else. Remember, I am blessed so that I can be a blessing. And if God give to me, I will be passing it on. So guess what? It's going to keep coming to me so that I can give to others. I tell people the food bank started because we needed food. I had been in a car accident. I was no longer working. And anybody that ever had a job working, no sick pay don't do very well. You know, if you're making money, when you get money from sick pay, that's, that's hardly nothing. That's not even from unemployment. That's hardly nothing. My husband had had a couple of heart attacks. He was off work. We needed food. So when we found out that there was a such place as a food bank, Angela went and volunteered some time. But at that food bank, we had to give a donation. We had to give five. It didn't matter how many hours you worked. You had to give $5 to walk away with food. You didn't get to go in and walk away with food like we do at Bremer Food Bank. You didn't get to go walking around there eating their food either. Not like we do at Bremer Food Bank. You had to give your $5 and give them a check that's no good. They're going to call you and tell you your check bounced. I know. I had one to bounce for $20. Because I was giving 10 for me and 10 for Angie and it bounced. They called me on a Sunday and told me I had to come and get that check and make it right. Because they were shopping that Monday and they needed that $20. So what we do at Bremen Food Bank, we don't take the checks, but when we took them and they bounce, we two them up, we just tear the check in half and mail it back to you. Because I've been down that road, I know what it's like. You didn't get to go in there and tell them that you didn't have the money. Like they said, you planned on eating, didn't you? When you made your plans for the month, did you include food in it? But that was the way God had them operating their food ministry. 
But what I'm telling you is this, it helped me. It was a blessing to me to know that God has blessed me, blessed me with the mind that I know how to plan. We that, if you had some habit, say if you smoked, how many don't plan on buying cigarettes or some way of smoking? If you had tobacco, whatever your habit is, who gets their checks and don't plan on taking care of their habit? See, it's crazy when you think about it like that, isn't it? But see, I have a habit of eating. I don't know about nobody else. So, you know, I try to make sure that I have something to go towards me eating. But you'd be surprised of the people that don't. You'd be surprised of the people that would take care of their hair, their nails, their habits, and give no thought to the fact that they will have to eat. You'd be surprised of the people that give no thought to the fact that they car use gas and they need to get from one point to another one. See, when God, God gave us a mind that we can think, we can pray, we can talk to him, he will help us in those things. When we find ourselves in a situation where we're no good to ourselves or no good to anybody else, you put yourself there. It was something you did or did not do to get you to that point. And now you can't sit around and think everybody else ought to come and get you out the ditch. It was some kind of choice that you made. Best thing to do is repent and get on your way to start trying to straighten things out. But like I was saying, back to what do you have? Using what you have. Don't sit around and say what you don't have, but use what God has given you. We look at the lady that had the, it was the, the widow, uh, Elijah, a prophet, went to this widow with her two sons in 2 Kings and 4 where it talks about she needed, they had needs of stuff. Now, 1 Kings 17 and 8 was the widow that needed the food. Okay, first God talked to her. This is 1 Kings 17 and 8. God talked to her, prepared her, sent Elijah over there to her. She fixed the little pancake, the cake, gave it to him, and her and her sons were sustained. In 2 Kings, there was another lady with two sons. Her husband had died, and the creditors was after them. And she went to the man of God, and he told her what to do. And that was the oil, to go and borrow the, the balls to put the oil in. So see, when we got problem with creditors coming after us, read 2 Kings. It tells you, 2 Kings and 4, what this lady did. Go to God. If you don't know a man of God, then go to God himself. You know, God, my husband is dead. They're going to take my sons and, and make slaves out of What do I do? But you know, when God tells you what to do, you need to do that. You need to do that. When he tell you to take that oil and sell it, and it will sustain you, then that's what you need to do. You don't need to sell that oil and try to sustain everybody else. You know, sometimes when we give to everybody else that they're already in a hole, and you just throw more money in there on them, that didn't help them none, and it took away from you. God had to teach me how not to just go around giving finances to people. That was something God taught me because, like, you know, thank you, Jesus. You have to look at that person in the shape that they're in. Throwing money at everybody is not a blessing. That's not blessing them. That's not doing a thing for them. It may make you feel good, but it don't do nothing for them. And if you love that person, 
If you have a love for them, then you want to help them. Just like we as parents with our children, we love our children. So when they do wrong, we try to put them back on the right line. Now, we don't go and beat them, but we try to get them in line because we love them, because we want them to know if you think you can do wrong now and get away with it later on, it's going to be worse. Payback is awful. Do y'all realize that? Payback is awful. Planting bad seeds, that's a terrible thing. You don't want to go around and plant bad seeds. But don't also go around thinking that everybody owe you. We don't owe you. You know, we look at, yes, our children. My children are 18 and older now. When my birthday came, they blessed me. I thank God for that. I thank God that, that they was able to do that. I thank God for my children when... I look at Sister Stroud. When she go and fix food on Wednesday nights, she bring me food. She makes sure that I have something to eat so that I won't just eat something sweet and go home and go to bed. You know, she makes sure that I'm, you know, that I'm taking care of myself. I thank God for that. I thank God for my children that look after me now. So what I'm saying is that when God has blessed you, He's blessing you to bless somebody else. He's not giving you for you to heap up. And if you love people, you will not just heap up. You won't, if you have the love for people. Now, if you don't have the love for people, you do whatever you want to with your stuff. If you're not planning on God helping you out, do whatever you want to with your stuff. But don't sit back and, and, and act like you cannot do something to help somebody else. Don't sit back and do that. Don't sit back and say, go be like Moses right there. God, I've got you right there at the Red Sea, and you go to crying out to God. He's going to tell you, what you crying to me for? You know, I would hate for God to tell me that. I'm praying him. What you praying to me for? You here. Tell the people to keep moving. When I looked at that, that did something. It's a time to pray, and it's a time to move. It's a time for us to pray. We have times that we praise and worship God, but it come a time that you need to get on about your business. When you're getting them instructions, you need to get them. If he's telling you to go here, turn right, turn left, go there, whatever, you need to do what he's telling you to do, but you need to get it. Get it in your spirit so that when you start moving, you got it, and you can keep walking, and the Holy Spirit will keep going with you. Rather than you get out there. Moses did some wonderful things, but I thought, God, he got right there. He went to crying out to him. Read it, Exodus 14 and 15. God told Moses, don't be crying to me. Tell the people to move. Use what you got. You know, he's, and I, when I'm studying, I read different Bibles. You know, because I, I want to hear what this one, how this one put it, how that one put it. I use different ones. So sometimes you have to study in a way that it will help you to understand it. Get different tapes. And don't say you don't have the money to get them with. You know, if God, God telling us to study, then he's provided us with the materials to study. Don't sit back, I ain't got no Bible. What you do with the money God gave you to buy your Bible? What you do with it? You decide to eat it up? You know, one thing about eating up your money it goes right on through you, unless something wrong with you. 
Unless you got a problem, it's going, it's going, it ain't going to stay in you too long. But when you study, when you eat the spirit word, the spiritual food, it will stick with you. And you can, bring, it will, you can recall it. You can bring it back and you can accomplish something. You can accomplish something with that. But just to sit back and always, I'm telling you, God, I ask God to help me. Because it's hard for me to deal with somebody that's always sitting around moaning and groaning. It's hard for me to deal with that. You're not a little infant baby. If you're a baby that needs to be changed, needs to be fed, that's fine. But eventually a baby stops crying. But you've got some people that from the time you see them, I don't have, I don't have, I don't have. Can you help me? Can you do this? Can you do that? Help me with this. Help me. No, I cannot. And no, I ain't praying for you. If the Holy Spirit don't wake me up, I can't help you. Because it comes a time when we need to look and see what have God given us. If all you have is a mouth and vocal cords, then cry out to God. Ask him to baptize you in the Holy Ghost. Spend hours, since you don't have a job, since you ain't got nowhere to go, then you can spend all day with God and rest assured. Satan ain't going to let you do that too many days. He'll find something for you to do. You go to spending a lot of time praying. Spend a lot. Rest assured, if you're spending a lot of time praying, Satan is going to find something for you to do. To keep you from, especially if you praying for everybody else. If you sit down and you just go to intercede for everybody, your neighbors, your relatives, and asking God to save them and all this, uh-uh. He's going to find something for you to do. He's going to do something to occupy your mind and your time. So you won't do that. But like I'm saying, what do you have? Check yourself out. What do you have? What can you do? You, know, you can help somebody somehow. Like I use my sister, I thank God for her. She's a blessing at the food bank. When she's not here at the food bank, she's missed. I mean, bless her heart, she worked the whole time she's there. And you know, at the food bank, we enjoy somebody that work. <laughs> so when she's not there, she's missed. So make yourself useful. See what God has for you. It may not be Bremen Food Bank. That's something that God has put in my heart. It could be volunteering at a nursery, volunteering at a nursing home. It could be sitting down like they, the school was trying to get somebody to let, let children read to them because the parents don't have the time. Nursing homes, you, know, you go in and read and sit with somebody, uh, maybe comb the patient's hair. You can do something. You can do something. It's something that you could do. Your ministry, God has given you a ministry to be able to do something. And it's not just sitting back, being poor mouth, want everybody to just bring to you and give to you. I'm telling you, I love you, but I'm not that person. I am not that person that can do that. We're almost out of time, but at this point, I want someone to share something that God has blessed them with. Not so much with when I'm saying materialistic things, but bless them somehow. If it's nothing but opening up a scripture to you, you're finding a time to pray and you heard from them, it's got to be something God has did in your life within the last few hours. Who wants to be first? Thank you, Jesus. Anyone else want to line up behind him? Praise the Lord.
The Lord has blessed me to stand on a solid foundation to be with my sisters and brothers in Christ and church. And uh, he has showed me that this uh, is a better way than some of us go. We can walk the right way in Christ. And he had given me that. And I want to give it to you. Very good. Very good. Anyone else want to share? Thank you. Praise the Lord, everybody. I want to thank and praise God for giving me a willing mind and a willing heart to want to serve him no matter what, no matter how I feel or what I'm going through. God come first to me because if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be standing here today. If it wasn't for him, I would still be on those thyroid pills. My pastor prayed for me, and God took me off of them that same week. I praise God for that. So what in the world am I going to sit down on him when he do not sit down on me? I want to praise God for being God and for letting me be who I am for building me up, making me a strong foundation, a vessel that he can use and is willing for him to use. I pray and I cry out to Jesus, Lord, here am I. Use me. I know I'm cracked and full of holes, but you're the only one can mold and make me into what you would have me to be. I praise God. I love him. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. And remember she said God took off the pills, okay? Anyone else that's hearing this tape, remember the sister said God took her off the pills. So don't go out taking yourself off. You get with God and then you do that. Okay, brother, and we're going to be out. Praise the Lord. I just got a message that God just delivered to me. God want to use you while he can. Why you in the purpose? Hell. God want to use us. Because when we is on our bed and stuff. God can't use us. He wants to be able to go out in the field of highways and byways and put his word forward and let his peoples know that it is a God. Amen. 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 And, and brother, God can use you on your bed. You could speak to someone. You could still, yeah, you could still be a blessing to someone. But at this time, we go, go ahead on it and dismiss Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for your word, Lord. Father, we thank you for the testimonies, Lord Jesus. We thank you for everyone that is here today, Lord. We honor you and we bless you. We praise you, Jesus. And, Father, we will do with what you've given us to do with, Lord. We will look and see what we have, and we will be obedient to do your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.